0: Here's a digestible little show from the folks at the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics.
1: Yep, it's Eat Right Radio with Melanie Cole, MS. Food, nutrition, and eating skills are among the most important things you can share with children. Healthy eating fuels busy, successful lives and provides the nutrients your kids need to fuel up to play, perform well in school, and grow into healthy adults. My guest is Wesley Delbridge. He's a registered dietitian and the food and nutrition supervisor for the Chandler Unified School District Food and Nutrition Department. Welcome to the show, Wesley. So raising healthy eaters in this age of junk food and Picky eaters. My kids have so many friends that are picky eaters. How do we get our kids to eat healthy, nutritious food while still making it fun for them to eat and enjoy food?
0: Hi, Melanie. It's a pleasure to be part of your show, first of all. Um, I think this is such a great topic for all of us that are interested in health and nutrition. Um, the biggest thing that I can tell parents right off the bat is don't stress because stressing. And adding tension to the situation doesn't help it. Raising a healthful, healthy eater is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So these small little choices, these small little pieces of advice that I can give you will help you over time create a healthy eater. It won't happen in a day. It won't happen in a week. But these little bits of advice are things that you can use over time. The first thing that I would recommend is that you allow choices within the boundaries. One of the things that we use at our school district is to allow kids to make healthy decisions within the boundaries that you give them. So you can say you're going to have this vegetable or this vegetable, but you choose. Or it's snack time. You can have this yogurt or you can have this cheese stick. You choose. Kids like to feel like they're in control and that they've made a part of uh, the decision-making process and what they're eating. So that would be probably the first thing that I would recommend to parents. The second thing that I would recommend, go ahead.
1: Well, I just think the autonomy, I love that you start with that because I think the autonomy is so important. If you give a child a choice between a banana and a Hershey bar, of course they're going to pick that, but you're giving them a choice between two vegetables or two dairy products or two something healthies. That way they still feel that they've got some control and yet they're picking from you know, both things are really good choices. Okay, go on with your second tip.
0: The second tip is to create a hands-on experience. Everything should be, uh, you know, from the beginning of the food process all the way to the eating process. They should be involved and they should be being educated. Help your kids by letting them grocery shop with you, helping them create dinner lists for the week or snack lists. Um, You can even bring them in to help you prepare certain things depending on their age and what they can do and to cook the meals. And use those opportunities as as learning tips to create questions and answers and and help them feel like they're a part of the dinner or snack or meal-making process. This gives them the buy-in that they want. Kids are very hands-on. They want to see the results of what they're doing. They just don't want to be told what to do. So being hands-on is is probably the highest thing. And all the studies show that kids that are part of the preparation um, of food increases their fruit and vegetable consumption overall. Um, the other thing that I think people need to look out for, and, and I think I was raised by this, is is being part of the Clean Plate Club. We always encourage our kids to, you know, um, clean your plate and, um, and don't leave the table until you've eaten everything on your plate. Um, and I think that this can be a little discouraging to kids and it can actually have a negative consequence. Um, I think we should encourage them to, to eat until they have full tummies. You know, kids are better at listening to their body signals than adults. It takes the stomach 10 to 20 minutes to tell the brain, hey, I'm full, that's enough. Um, And what we found is that with the studies that we've seen is that 85% of the parents try to get kids to eat more than they actually want to eat. So it's a fine line between encouraging choices and encouraging trying foods, but also not forcing them to eat more than they're listening to their bodies and, and actually what they need to eat.
1: And Wesley, I do like also that you, you know, say make them part of the food process. And as you and I discussed a little off the air, my kids start help planting the seeds, planting my vegetables. They have to weed the garden. They don't love that part. But then they get to pick everything. They eat those cherry tomatoes as fast as they come out. And then helping with the process of cooking, preparing, getting it all ready. Now, as, you know, someone who works in the schools, do you see that when you're offering vegetables and the school lunches, that the kids are throwing these out in favor of the mac and cheese? Or are, is there a way parents can encourage their children at school to make those healthy choices and actually put them on their plate and eat them instead of trading them away?
0: That's a fantastic question, Melanie. We've had our challenges with getting kids to try fruits and vegetables. As you know, with the new regulations, they actually have to choose a fruit or vegetable on their tray and so we've tried some different techniques to get them excited about that. One of them is, you know, creating online menus with pictures and calling them fun names. You know, instead of just calling them carrots, we call them x-ray carotinies because then that asks the questions, well, why are they called x-ray carotinies? Because they have vitamin A and that helps you see better. So you're already helping the child with a benefit process. The other thing that we've seen that's helped a lot is creating um, full-functioning school gardens so that kids can actually see these fruits and vegetables grow in their school environment, and then they're on their tray. They have more buy-in. Maybe they were a part of the growing process or the watering process or the fundraising for the school garden. But, again, we've brought them into the hands-on environment. Also adding the nutrition education on top of it, being in the classroom, being in the lunchroom, encouraging certain fruits and vegetables, uh, for that week or that month. August um, is also Kids Eat Right Month, but it's also National Peach Month. So this this uh, month we're featuring five different types of peaches out there and supporting that with the education and with the hands-on experience of where they come from.
1: Kids don't always like vegetables as much as they like fruits, Wesley. And they don't always like the vegetables cooked. So do you agree with, like, adding ranch dressing to dip it in or cheese sauce on the broccoli how can we get them to eat them raw or in the healthiest way possible instead of just always choosing the fruits over the vegetables
0: that's an excellent point um you know increasing the variety is huge with kids they'll have you know up to 25 percent more consumption when you offer variety and you can try different techniques you know I'm not going to eat boiled Brussels sprouts, but I'll try them if they're roasted. So it's the same vegetable, but trying different techniques, trying different seasonings. And you brought up, you know, ranch dressing, mac and cheese. In house, we've created our own uh, ranch dressing that's made with uh, non-fat yogurt, non-fat dry milk powder, and low-sodium ranch seasoning. And we make that in house, and we put it in um, one-ounce portion cups with the with the vegetables of the day, and that has doubled our vegetable consumption. So not only is it a good source of protein, it's low in fat. We've limited the portion size. You know, they don't have the, the pour tabs where they can just pour it all over everything. So we've added that as a benefit, but it does, what we've seen is those little uh, benefits, those little sauces, as long as you can make them healthy, they will increase vegetable consumption, especially in its raw state.
1: Now, healthy eating for kids does not only include vegetables and fruits you mentioned yogurt and cheese and what about meats and fishes getting our kids to eat fish and try fish and do all the different things the chickens and things how do we get them to you know eat the real healthier choices instead of a cheeseburger you know maybe try a piece of chicken or a piece of fish
0: that's an excellent question and one of the things that we've done is is to, rather than talk about the word nutrition talk about the word food. What we do in the Chandler District and what I've seen a lot of parents do is actually call it fuel. So we say food is the fuel for the bodies and and this is how we need to fuel your bodies and your body feels good when it's getting the food that it needs as fuel. And I think it also comes down to, you know, exposure. They may not like, you know, a certain type of fish on the first try. Most studies show that kids take 12 to 14 times of exposure before they even try it. So just constantly exposing them to it you know uh, hey try a bite of this fish it's cod and this is a little story behind it and this is where it comes from where maybe try this grilled salmon um with your asparagus and you know add some different seasonings to it and if they don't like it right away that's okay again going back to my first point is don't stress um it might take them 15-20 different times And then also talking about how we have courtesy bites and our taste buds change. So just constantly encouraging them to to grow and change um, with their taste buds and always trying new things.
1: Great information. You're listening to Eat Right Radio. For more information, you can go to eatright.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.